0: Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Go ahead. All
1: right. Sorry. Ready? Here we go. It's episode... (laughs) It's How We Seize It, episode 155. Uh, we're covering Avatar 2009, uh, not to be confused with Avatar The Last Airbender, <laughs> either movie or uh, animated show, uh, which I don't know if you even remember this, Steve, but we actually covered Avatar uh, The Last Airbender, the, the series. The oh, yeah. I, told, first... I mean, yeah,
0: with, with your daughter. I would just, we had a guest. Yeah. That was a, yes, that was a we big did.
1: deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it, in my mind right now, it's still the best Avatar uh, that, that, that cartoon series is so good. I remember, the movie sucked ass.
0: I watched, I watched, uh, some of the movie, uh, and, and I was surprised at how, at least how it began was so similar to the animated one, but you know, it, it just And then it went so. co- yeah, quickly yeah. off the rails. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs>
1: no. We quake. Way off the rails. All right, uh, I'm Noah, uh, the main host here on How We Sees It, and with me, as always, is my main man Steve. Say hi, Steve. As always, I don't think
0: I've missed one, and neither of you. No, no,
1: <laughs> I, I don't think this uh, podcast would exist without either one of us. I had to phone it in once, it that way. but I
0: was still here. Yes, no absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I phone it in all the time, not just on this podcast. I just sometimes I phone it in too. Well, I mean literally I had to phone it in. I think you <laughs> held the phone up to the mic I think it was that was, a, it was that was the beer podcast I believe. Right. Uh, and I was
0: off getting Ivan our dog. We were getting him because yeah. we got the phone call that hey, we got dogs ready. Go pick them up. Yeah.
1: So that was our, that was our special, uh, we're going to pair it, uh, to our own home brews. And, and that was a fun one. Um, just because oh, of what we came food up with
0: pairing too. Oh yeah. I made some tacos and I really, you made
1: that. fish tacos. <laughs> <Yes>. I remember. <laughs> awesome. All right. Speaking of fish, uh, there, there's some, uh, very interesting, uh, well, I was, I was thinking way of the water. I'm like, but we're not doing way of the water. Uh, yeah, that I, one's coming I, out, but that's why we are covering drop the drop the the, it's way of water. Way of water. Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't speak naive. No. No. That's not even what they're called.
0: <laughs> no. What are that's, they? a, that's a good slip. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, yeah. I, anyways. I no. But uh, but I, I like yours. Naive. That's good.
1: <laughs> so we're talking to James Cameron, 2009 Avatar. Uh, on this episode, this is uh, this was. A movie that set the bar so high for for ticket sales and and, and profit, it, it stood for a long, long time until Avengers came along and kicked it in the Uh But apparently, they when they re-released this, this it took it back. So,
0: oh, you're kidding! I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's I well, so I did listen to some podcasts. Very interesting. There is not a lot of podcasts on this this movie. And I think it's because it was out so long ago that the only reason people are covering it is because it's coming back out again. There's a couple here and there that that covered it uh, back, you know, six, seven years ago. But now mostly it's it's in the last couple of months, and uh, so which I find co- interesting. They're
0: copycatting us because it was really our idea to podcast exactly about.
1: <laughs> we we talked about it, you know, just last week and then they, they went and released their episodes like two, three weeks ago, uh, you know, just copying us completely. Right. So uh, speaking of copying, this movie does a lot of copying. It, it grabs from so much uh you know, uh the director, uh James Cameron and writer, he steals so much from his previous movies, his own which, self. yeah, yeah, <laughs> he has so many incredible things to steal from Titanic, Terminator 2, Aliens, uh, you know, just just to name a few. That he he does pick off a lot of those, uh, you know, uh, uh, just here and there. Uh, not only that, but a lot of other movies. Uh, and we're going to get into that uh, <clears throat> when we talk about our drinks, which we do on this podcast. We pair a drink or cocktail to whatever we're watching. Um, I'm going to go in first because I've already been sipping on mine, and I want to get this off off my chest here. Because okay. uh, it leads right into the off the, your chest and into your mouth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this this movie, you know, steals a lot of ideas, and one of the ones that really jumped out to me when I was watching this was uh, Dances with Wolves. Yes. Right. And so I thought a lot about that. And then when I was uh, listening to some of his podcasts, someone brought it up. The fact that a lot of people were calling this movie when it first came out, Dances with Smurfs. <laughs> and that just <laughs> fucking made me laugh so much. I was like, I gotta, I gotta do a drink called Dances with Smurfs. Nice. And so uh I again I was uh, I was working up at our remote site uh for me in Sacramento uh, or Folsom and uh, so I got to go to my uh, favorite new store out there uh Total Wine and More to get some uh uh stuff and they had a uh an alcohol called Hypnotic that I tried to find before and couldn't find it around here and they had it there so I got that it's a blue, a blue liquor, so it made it perfect for for a uh, dances with Smurfs uh, drink. I knew I was gonna bl- use some blue carousel. Uh, I had that purple impressed Im- uh, gin, so I'm like, all three of those go really good. So I started looking around and I found a couple different Smurf drinks, Electric Smurf, and some other things like that. So I was like, I'm, I'm gonna put this together. So I went with a uh, ounce and a half of the uh, hypnotic. An ounce of gin, of the Empress Gin, an ounce of the Blue Carousel, and then I put in a, a half ounce of lemon juice and a half ounce of uh, pineapple juice. Actually, no, I did a full ounce of pineapple juice. And I would planned to put in some Red Bull. <laughs> right, because there's a lot of flying around in this it's show, but I got so busy putting this all together, I forgot to put my Red Bull in it. So, uh, but that would be my my uh, dances with Smurfs drink. It's it's actually delicious, and the Red Bull would have went really well with it. Um, I did a double, that's why it's so big. Damn, look um, at that! <clears> I know it's and it's <laughs> blue. This is this is a very Smurfy blue. Uh, it's it's delicious too. It's very Smurfy. That's great, and you came up with it yourself, so that's all your own, yeah, your own creation. That's great. I just, I, I was, I really, I thought a lot about the dances with wolf tie-in, you know, just the story-wise. It, it's, it's the idea of it just not told as well, uh, with different people, uh, blue cat people, and then when someone said dances with Smurfs, I, I lost my shit. I laughed it so hard, uh, so I had to go with that. So, that's, that's my great. drink for this one. That's so, great. and now
0: I want to hear yours. All right. Um, so I did not, uh, make up my own, um, but, uh, l- let me tell you what it is first before I, before I say what it's called, because that's where it really all came from. Um, this is a, um, this is more of a, a tropical cocktail, um, on ice, kind of a tiki cocktail. It's a, a, a rum based. Um, so it's got, it's got two ounces of gold rum, one ounce of apricot brandy, um, mm starts with okay. uh, you actually start with uh, six pineapple chunks and one ounce of raspberry puree. I, I actually bought the raspberries and pureed them myself oh but, my um, gosh then so you throw the chunks of, of pineapple in there the puree and a little okay. bit of simple syrup and a little bit of a squeeze of lime and then you muddle it you make it into a nice mush and then you add your your spirits and uh, stir it up on 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 ice and a lemon or I'm sorry a lime. Um, A little lime wheel for the for the garnish, Um, but uh, it's called a. Papyrus cocktail, and the reason I went with a <laughs> papyrus cocktail is because this movie, with all the acclaim it got, it actually got a lot of flack for its choice of uh, of fonts when it came to the <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the title, which I thought was hilarious. That you know, that, that that people went after it for for the the choice of of, of lettering and uh, kind of the shortcuts that it seemed that that he took. In fact, I think he, SNL. All right, I know SNL a few years ago. They made a little parody video, which was really funny, uh, showing how someone was suffering because, because he couldn't believe that they had chosen the 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 simple papyrus font. They went onto Word and I, you know write the wrote the title and changed it to papyrus and and boom, there you have the title uh, for such a. You I, know. I
1: think it's. <laughs> it, it it but you know what? Like I'm looking at all these movie covers, and I've I've had to put uh you know titles to things and I've, I've messed with fonts. So I get it. You know, sometimes you just, you, you write the word out and you just scroll down with the arrow keys through the, through the text, you know, through those fonts to find one. And, and this came up. Yeah. Absolutely. I heard some other people talking Absolutely.
0: about it, but I just got amused by the fact that this, that some people are just parodying this because it's funny. And some people are really serious about you know you spend all this money on a movie and you you throw this this stupid generic font on the title so i had to honor it for that i mean there's more to talk about we're going to get beyond the font very quickly but but my, I, you know, my cocktail how, was based on that
1: how many movies have basic you know fonts for their titles too though i mean there's a yes, lot of them yes but this
0: is the number one money grocer of all time apparently since it since the re-release apparently it beat out uh, um, Endgame, game so yeah
1: end um, game <laughs> so, well you know what that does though is that that goes right into their profits cuz they didn't pay someone to create a font <laughs>
0: maybe they have to pay uh, bill gates for that cuz this is... microsoft microsoft I, Fonts.
1: <laughs> I heard too that they not only did they use that uh font on the the title card and all that but they they did it either in uh some of the um sub sub uh titles uh or or okay like when they're i speaking. can see that I, I I did notice when I the... watched
0: when I watched it it was on uh, Disney Plus which I, I was surprised yes. it was on Disney Plus um, but it didn't look like it used that font for the for the title page on Disney on Disney Plus mm. so I'm wondering if if they changed it on purpose just to kind of yeah maybe
1: <laughs> I actually have it on DVD and I or uh, Blu-ray pulled it out was getting ready to put it in and, and I was scrolling through and found it on Disney Plus also so I threw it up on Disney Plus yeah so I I also watch that what's um, your Blu-ray apparently version? there's some was it, was it the regular version or? I think it's the original, like okay. when it first came out. Yeah. Um, they re- they released
0: like 15 minutes more of footage, the extended release. Um, I heard that has a longer sex scene. Oh, does it? I didn't watch it. I just, I just, I was listening oh, to some. That's just uh, what some people said. A longer so, sex scene. Okay.
1: <laughs> which I, I, okay. So uh, different podcasts. I didn't listen to a lot, about six Oh, did their tails so
0: connect? Do their? Oh,
1: I bet. Yeah. You know, there's that's part of it. Really? Well, that okay. okay. Yes. So there's a lot of people that were very uh, caught up in uh, them having sex. uh, The the um the women having boobs, basically calling them cats with boobs or cats with tits. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, and then the sex with the tail, and then they do the same thing to the animals, and they're like, uh, so what's going on with this animal? And you're doing the same (laughs) thing, and. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, the the genitalia of the of the creatures and stuff. And I was like, really, that's that's what you spent your time worrying about. <laughs> well, this so- all
0: the fan fiction that gets inspired off of it, because, I mean, you know, that this is a, being such a big movie that took in so much money and had such an impact on on our culture just because of its size and and, uh, and, and effect it had people are just going to explore every crevice of this movie oh. and uh... well this is
1: this was just a handful of podcasters though talking about what they they thought of this movie and it's funny because as as high grossing this movie is there's a lot of people that do not think it's that great of a movie That's now fair. I, they, I they 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 say it the reason it was so impactful and the reason it it did as well as it was is at the time it it reinvented or, or invented its own, like it became what 3d should be, um, you know, and, and really killed that,
0: you know, we talked about the running time. It was 162 minutes running time, but the extended edition was 178. Uh, the reason that they didn't include all the extra footage was back actually because they were concerned. This is from James Cameron, an interview I I was listening to, uh, yesterday, uh, they were concerned about the 3d. They didn't know the Uh-oh. effect it would have on the person having to wear these immersive 3D uh, glasses for for it. longer, <laughs> and so so they kept it kind of a tighter 100, uh, 162
1: minutes, which was still pretty long. That's <laughs> that, that's not a tight. That's <laughs> not uh, a tight. <laughs> well, I, you know, I can't, yeah, can't remember the, if I saw this in three D. I
0: saw it. Did you? I went, I went back and saw it in three D. The first time I saw it, I did not. Um, I don't remember being that taken by it, but th- I know three D has gotten some pretty poor. Um, they they have there's a lot of movies that don't do a very good job. Didn't need it and, and, and don't and, need it. And this one, yeah, it was certainly the the landscape made it much more effective. But I didn't. I didn't find it quite as immersive as I had hoped, you know. So. Well, th-
1: that's what people were talking about. Is the 3D in this is a, is it wasn't that cheesy stuff that we used to get with like Friday the 13th Part, th- you know, three 3D where it has like the popcorn <laughs> popping in your face, yeah, or the, you know, that the, stabbing you, stabbing and the knife comes in out. the eye, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, it, it grew up from that. Uh, you know, and then we got a lot of movies now that come out in 3D, and you're like, really, you just don't need it. I remember the last 3D movie I actually saw, and I don't even know why I saw this, but it was uh, Despicable Me. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was two, uh, and it's it's funny because the the 3D in it's really kind of cheesy. But at the end, they've got this end credit scene where the 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 minions are are messing around. They got this tape measure that like comes <laughs> right out at you, and it's like the best 3D in the whole movie. But it's like this end credit scene that has nothing to do with, but just throw some 3D at you. Yeah. And uh, I actually can't stand watching 3D movies, and it's not because of the movie itself, or uh, I just I don't like wearing the glasses. Right. Because I have to wear my regular glasses anyways to see the movie, right? And then, so I've got these other funky glasses over my glasses. It just, it gets awkward. It gets, it becomes a pain in the ass. Um, So uh, I just, I I didn't, I don't remember seeing this one in 3D, but I could see where some of the the visuals in this, and that's what this movie is really known for and what really struck me. And even watching it again on my TV which isn't like, you know, pinky out huge TV that, you know, people you can get at Costco now for like $1.50. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a normal size TV. Uh, I enjoyed it uh, even with that visually story is is its own deal but visually this movie is very stunning and has some incredible things to it and And, and the world uh, building the
0: way they the design you know they took a lot of time to to come up with the creature design the whole world the the culture they build a great world they
1: forgot to build the people in it though i understand there's (laughs) there's no character building in this at all (laughs) i'm with
0: you um let's go back to the 3d for a moment because way of war way of water is coming out also in 3d yes. and this is 13 years later. So I'm, I'm, I, are you going to see it in 3d or are you going to see it in, th- in 2d? It comes out next, <sighs> next month or yeah, like, it's like, a
1: couple, like, two weeks. like two weeks. Yeah. 16th, I believe. Um, you know, I, 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 hadn't thought about that until you asked it. So I, I don't know. I, I was looking at possibly getting some tickets for that first weekend. Uh, although we have a big family Christmas party that weekend. So, it may be the uh, it would be like the 17th 18th, or 18th i guess if i did get to watch it
0: i bet i bet the I don't theaters know. won't have as many theaters showing it in 3d cuz people are going to be a little bit more hesitant for picking up the glasses and sharing you know cuz you actually they're in
1: oh uh, no they they bag them they, they bag, bag them. them and then yeah, send them through good. through a cleaning yeah that's they, how it's yeah, been okay. recently okay i you know i to me it might be worth the extra 3 dollars just to catch it in 3d uh, you know, or maybe maybe watch a two D and then say, you know what? That I had some good visuals. What would that look like in three D? It, you it know, clocks m- in at
0: one hundred and ninety two minutes, so you're going to be getting Jesus you're going to be getting an extra half hour worth of beyond the the Avatar two thousand nine
1: version. Uh, let's hope yeah, <laughs> that extra time is into some character building and some um, better story. <laughs> uh, I, I heard this movie is described as like a National Geographic's, um, you know. Ah, uh, wet dream. As far as like you know, how they always do the the very cinematography uh, shots of like, let's go check out the the forest, and you know yeah. it's <clears throat> James it's that kind of
0: movie. <laughs> James Cameron is you know has been around since since the early eighties. His first director movie was Piranha 2 which I didn't see that one but his first uh, major film release was,
1: I, I don't think that was a great, <laughs> was, a great was, what,
0: I was Terminator 2 and I remember that was the first R-rated movie I saw in the theater I was on this was in 1984 I was 14 years old so I was t- I wasn't old enough to go to an R-rated movie but I was on a a field but you got in there I, I was on a <laughs> ski trip. I was on the in junior high on the ski club in this with this you know I was a member of the ski club and we went to I uh, I don't know if it was Mammoth or some some ski slopes for a couple days and one of the evenings we saw a double feature of Terminator to Terminator and Nine and a Half Weeks so I got kind of back to back. Um, Nine and a half weeks was like okay. Th- it was it was yeah, yeah. it was nice softcore porn uh, to watch yeah. uh, for, for a fourteen year old. But but Terminator was hey. oh just Terminator just was cr- incredible, um, and um, also I think it was later that year because it came out on HBO at some point, point. Uh, and I had it on my TV. Maybe it wasn't '84 when it came out on HBO because they usually delayed for a while. But there was a behind the scenes I watched. Um, between movies this is when it was live it wasn't streaming so of course you know, between movies you know the next movie would start in 15 minutes and they'd do filler be- before it started oh
1: gotcha yeah yeah
0: and they did a little uh, behind the scenes of terminator and it showed the sequence of of arnold having to you know when he has to punch through the windshield of a car And James Cameron is there explaining how they want to do it. They want to use a real windshield and it's impossible to really punch through, through a windshield because it's, you know, it's, it's really heavy glass. So it's
1: designed not to
0: do that. Right. So, but, but they want to get the effect. They don't want it just to shatter like a stupid windshield that isn't a real windshield. (laughs) They want to get the real effect. And, um, and so they, they, uh, they had arnold mounted on the you know up on the car they used this kind of hydraulic arm that they oh, attached yeah. to him and and then um the hydraulic arm wasn't mobile so they had to drive a truck next to the car so cuz the car <laughs> is moving to, with the truck had had on the side of the truck had um bricks the, you know it had like a uh, a brick wall plaster oh, yeah. <laughs> on the side of it to make it look like they're driving down this alleyway. It's driving the opposite direction. The car stands still, but the camera's there. So it looks like Got it's it. moving. And then, you know, once, once they cue it, the, the, the truck is driving by, they uh, trigger the hydraulic and Arnold does like a little lurch forward and it busts through. And in the movie, it's a fraction of a second but it's awesome. And that that shots like that or watching those behind the scenes, that's the sort of stuff that inspired me to want to make movies. Because it was so epic how they solved this. They just wanted to create this aesthetic. And that's where James Cameron has been so effective in all the movies right. he's done. But now that everything's kind of in the computer and under under the control of the computer is, as amazing as some of that technology is, it doesn't really display his craft as well. Because I think he's a a great filmmaker um, and he's had better stories in the past. I think this one's a little bit more simplistic, but...
1: but, Well, I think his writing in this one went into the world building and he got so caught up into making this uh, Pandora, the planet Pandora or moon of Pandora, so vibrant and so alive and so memorable that he spent all of his, his active, you know, brain cells making that he forgot to put the story together. Um, But I mean, that's what, that's, what's so cool about this movie is everything that like the animals, the plant, the fauna, the, you know, that part of it. I do think Mm
0: -hmm. that this is a movie that if you kind of lose yourself and accept some of the two dimensional characters, it's still really good action sequences there there are moments oh, the action's really, incredible too, really drawn into <clears throat> it um but uh but i i I don't know if that's what you're saying. The characters are two dimensional maybe um i the I characters agree. are very two
1: dimensional yeah, i I, I, d- I can't think of any that aren't i agree, yeah, and one of the
0: things that frustrated me was how black and white the different sides were, you know, here it was oh uh, uh, oh my gosh, and uh it it didn't seem for someone James Cameron is 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 so much about you know he's 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 admitted he made this movie because he was outraged at at uh, um how how our how things are being how the how nature is being treated how uh, uh, corporate america is is doing that and i get that okay that there's that's fair to be outraged but really it seems that this movie is not about solutions, it's about demonizing yeah, sides right. and just pitting up against each other, you know, in know, you know, you've got your warmonger, you've got your corporate greed, and that's it. It it doesn't do anything yeah. to try to solve the problem in a thoughtful way. Right. And 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 that's I think that's almost more dangerous for a a young viewer that is watching a movie like this and really gets connected to this world. I mean, people got depressed watching this movie cause they were so drawn I heard about towards, that too. Drawn towards Pandora. And,
1: um, and yet they were depressed cause they couldn't live on Pandora. And I'm like, uh, well, and also they saw it's it destroyed a movie
0: and they saw it destroyed. And, and because it feels like our world is being destroyed and, but, but this movie was really just so much about that's the alternative. That's the answer is you need to go at war I think that's a little bit, uh, that, that's not a thought, I don't know. It just seems like it, it deserved a more thoughtful approach uh, because it's inspired a lot of people to just be more, more. Uh, you know, we got to go, it's almost like it's inspired woke, wokeism, you know, this idea of going, <laughs> uh, going against uh, corporate America just because that's the only way rather than trying to, to, to work with people and solve problems.
1: Right. Well, that, and that's OK. So I didn't catch the the environmentalism side of this as much as I did um, kind of the treatment of the, the Navi people which, you know, kind of... Na'vi, there it is. uh, It's not naive. Yeah, Yeah. it was in there. (laughs) I was being naive to not know the Na'vi. Uh, But no, what it was is, uh, you know, it was very much an eye-opener, or not an eye-opener, but a remembrance of, you know, the the treatment of Native Americans and other, you know, cultures and stuff like that. Um, And that's kind of what I got out of it. And And I almost started to think, I'm like... And and I didn't look it up, but I was I was wondering what the thoughts of like Native Americans because they this kind of stole from their their the the Native American culture, and that's why you know Dances with Wolves is is so prominently on my mind when I see this. This is like they 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 have a look similar. I mean, if if you made Native Americans look like cats, this is kind of what it would look like. I think <laughs> you know big blue cats, Native merit hairstyles, uh, mannerisms, and in, in in weaponry. Be and, and actions and, and thought processes, you know, which, you know, uh, even the hairstyles, essentially, you know, the, the ponytails and so some of the stuff like that, it just seemed very... So I didn't know, I, I was wondering, curious what their thoughts take on this was, is like, is you know, uh, I heard other people com- compare this to Pocahontas, the movie, you know, like it, it had, well, even had Fern, an idea. Fern Gully,
0: the animated Fern movie. Gully. You know, I, I, I think it's fair to model, you know, you're dealing with an indigenous population of people. Right. And so you can look, you can look at native Cats. americans it's an adi- you can denig- look at mayans aztecs you can go Afri- right you know african there's I, I think you can draw from it happened
1: everywhere cultures. not just in america it, let's, let's just put that out there this I'm, colonization I'm, and stuff has happened yeah. everywhere not just america
0: i'm not i'm not upset at like they're stealing a culture and and uh what, what do they call? Oh it? no,
1: no, I wasn't thinking that. I was just curious on it did how did how did it make them feel essentially? Like, cause this this to me that's what made me think of it, and I was just curious as in general, like you know, the people that think of that, cause it it, it told the story, but it wasn't. It was only part of the story. Like, it, yeah, you know what I mean. And like you like you said, you know, it, the the destroying of of the planet. You know, we talk. We talk uh, corporate greed and stuff. And one of the other things that I found people talk about, and I'm not sure what your thought process on this was, is I heard a lot of people talk about, oh, it was the military and this Marine group and all this. And they made a very distinct uh, verbal uh, designation that this was not the military. It was mercenaries. So, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, the military just comes in and wipes. No, no, no. He even said this was like the scum of the top, <laughs> you know, the this, this skimmed off the top of these people that didn't know what to do when they didn't have a war to fight. You know, it was these kind of people that that sometimes get kicked out of the military because they're just a little bit too gung-ho, a little bit too rah-rah to go kill people and, and, and do some nasty shit. Um, that it was kind of like a group like that. Almost, uh, you know, I heard someone talk about... Um, Blackwood, which was a, a mercenary unit that was used over in Iraq and stuff like that. I think it's Blackwood. I might have the name wrong. Uh, but it's kinda like, you know, the mercenary group where it's like they're they're more about they just want the fight. They don't care what the, the reason is. If you're gonna pay them to shoot at something, they're gonna do it. And so I caught that right away and I knew this wasn't a military thing. And and, and I I don't know if, if you don't catch that, how much that changes your mentality on this this show too. I, I didn't I didn't catch it was mercenary necessarily,
0: but I did know that that Sam Worthington's character uh, Jake Sully was uh, previously in the Marines. And, you he know, was a previous so,
1: Marine. So so that
0: and I, I think that's I why, why that a lot of people I got, had, got tied. I knew, that, I knew there was a distinction between this was was not the military. Uh, it was some. Something that he went to after the military, but um, you know, you the way you described all that, it totally makes me think of Aliens, which is another James yes. Cameron movie, <laughs> and, and the troop, and which to me that's that's James Cameron at his best, and the way he put this troop of people together, and how much we just grew to love this this group of of, of warriors aliens yeah in aliens going in okay. to, to, <laughs> you know, yeah i know it, it's it's an easier sell because you know you're going after something that is you know not not
1: well, <laughs> well okay but he 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 has he has a crew that he could have got us dialed in on right uh, jake solly uh is is our main I don't know. I don't know what to call him. He's not. He's not a protagonist. He he's the main guy, played by Sam Worthington. Right. He's the the ex-marine who's who's been handicapped. I don't. They don't explain why or how. You know, he's lost his use of his legs. And he gets. He's yeah. the one that's transferred into the avatar body or the the the. I don't know. There's some science that needed to be explained too. But he he gets transferred into the. The native. It's wireless. Uh, it's wireless. I, this is what I do for a living. <laughs> I know how it works. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I, the naive. The naive. The uh, Navi. I don't think is the name of the people. I think it's just the name of the tribe. Uh, but anyways, he gets put into the the uh, the blue cat people, right? Right. And um, and so he he gets to walk again. So he's all about that. Uh, we've got uh, Zoe uh, S- Saldaria. I screwed that up. Uh, Natiri, she plays the main Na uh, uh, Naive. She's like the the princess of the Naive. She's the 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 daughter that's, of the that's fair,
0: right? Right, tribal leader, S- spiritual leader, and clan leader are married. And, and yeah,
1: yeah, you she's, you know for a fact right off the bat. Oh, no, princess. Okay, so that's gonna be the love interest. Like, come on, and come, she's betrothed
0: to. to Say Tse- right. or Tetsi or whatever his name is the yeah. finest the finest warrior of
1: Omatikaya. I think that's the yeah, tribe. exactly. Omatikaya Omot- is the tribe. Oh you're right, you're right. So na- naive Natit. Te- oh god, I can't even Navi. say it. the blue Navi. <laughs> uh, that, that is the Smurfs. The Smurfs is, is uh is what the the tall Smurfs. That is uh the, the I guess the name of the race for better lack of, or lack of better explanation. Um, So, you know, but it's, it's the same story over and over, but she's someone that you could have built some, some principle or some story behind Uh, Sigourney Weaver uh, is Dr. Grace uh, Augustine. She's, she's kind of like the first real go between she, she, you know, she's one of the people that's been in these, these avatar bodies that has contacted with the, with the Smurfs. Yeah, she had the so school, we, right, and that the guy yeah, yeah. shut down for some reason. Um, so we could have got a little bit more in her. Her character is all over the board too. Like one minute she hates Jake, and the next minute they're best friends. It. She was
0: a. Um, she was a, a, originally written as two characters, and it was at the last minute that they were oh. getting too long. They were. It was too long, and so James Cameron basically put the characters together, and that's when he thought, hey, he reached out to Scorney Weaver and said, hey, I gotta, I gotta. I got a role for you if you're interested, and and she jumped on. Well, uh, and
1: but it that was, jumps into our alien tie-in, right? True. Sure. You know, well, which, which makes you
0: almost the whole introduction of this is just like aliens coming out of the uh, right the cryogenically the sleep the, the sleep and and uh, yeah the mech suits. Oh, right, the big climax. I was I was I remember in the theater I was really kind of pissed off at James Cameron for just stealing his own his own climax because that's the big <laughs> climax in aliens, which is so epic. And he just kind of says, Oh, I'm going to do that again. I'll you do know? it again. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I had a big problem with the into personally. I, I, yeah. Um, then you got uh, Michelle Rodriguez is Trudy. Uh, she's the, she's the kind pilot, of the right? pilot. Tell me that's not just a reincarnation of, um, Sigourney Weaver's character from alien. Um, why am I blanking on her name? Ripley? Uh, Ripley. Yeah. She acts like Ripley. She dresses like Ripley. The only thing she needed is a kid and a cat. <laughs> right? You know, I'm just saying, she she was a ripoff. And her death scene was so stupid. <laughs> oh, looks like I'm done. I'm just going to fall now. Like, zero <laughs> kind of personality. Like, I was just like, there could have been so much better. Uh, We'll get to the final scene where I, uh, you know, the final big battle, too, because I have some stuff about that that I was like, come on now. Come on. You (laughs) could have done this. Anybody with an ounce of planning could have planned that battle better. Uh, But um, Stephen Lang was the Colonel Miles. uh, He was apparently
0: apparently cast like right away. He came in and, and read for the role and James Cameron just said, you're
1: it. Boom! Oh, oh, he looks the part. He acts the part. He is—he is so much a marine. Bad. Like the only other marine that I think is better. Like if you look at him and go, "That's a fucking marine," is the guy that plays the the drill sergeant in. Uh, uh, well, what, what kind? of'm um, Oh, why can't I think of? the the one that, uh, the Kingston Stanley uh, Kubrick, Stanley
0: Kubrick yeah, uh, yeah. movie. Um, I was <laughs> well, going to say apocalypse now, but it's not, no it's, no uh, it's, um, full metal jacket.
1: Full metal. I kept thinking hamburger Hill and I'm like, it's not hamburger Hill. I know. It's, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but I mean, he was an actual Marine and, and just came in as an advisor and they go, you hamburger, know what? You're too good at this
0: hamburger. I Hill know. no, that movie. That was that was, I was talking. It's funny. Cause I talked about terminator being the first r-rated movie i saw in the theater (laughs) hamburger hill was the first one that my mom let me go to see even though she bought the ticket for me and let me go to it when i was let because i was under 17 and i wanted to go see it and she bought the ticket for me which is really that's funny interesting (laughs) because my mom was very you know she's very uh miss manners and you know Popper and stuff so so it was a big deal but uh she's like okay yeah. go ahead you know then if you I want to think, see it yeah yeah i don't think she knew about me seeing terminator and and nine and a half weeks oh god but, uh, <laughs> she wouldn't yeah but hamburger hill you
1: know like, she just thinks it's yeah. a it's a fast food it's a, movie you know <laughs> oh god that's funny so not a fast food movie so not a, uh but anyways okay, he was he, he was perfect in what he was I I didn't like him at the end. I thought they went a little too over the top with him, but I mean, he he had he he just oozed marine. You're right. He hardcore. oozed it, and, and and
0: it was also again kind of that that black and white. You know, you he was he was the dark side. He was Darth Vader to the nth degree, without any any Anakin. You know, yeah. seeping through. It was just all war exactly. <laughs> Well, and then we got—he was an effective villain, you know.
1: Oh, for sure, he—he definitely was. Now we have uh, Giovanni uh, Ribisi, who played Parker, who was uh, the corporate stooge. uh, Apparently, he's back
0: for this next movie too,
1: *Way of Water*. Now, (laughs) so. When it, when I when I started watching this again, I was like, "Oh my God, that's!" I, I was thinking, and my first thought was the sniper character from Saving Private Ryan, and I'm like, "No, it's not him. Where do I know him? You know where I recognize this guy from? No, where? Friends. Friends. Okay. <laughs> he's he's Phoebe's brother who has, yep. has Phoebe carry his children and has triplets. And he's such a doofus in that. And I could not, not see that in this when I was watching, I was like, Oh my God. But he, you know, he is the corporate stooge in, and this is where I kind of wish they would have put a little bit more of a brainiac kind of a, a, a swaver type, like a, a real CEO, someone that fucking oozes, a, a you know, corporate CEO. This guy was more of a, a stooge. um, and i it just didn't add anything to me it kind of just kind of took me out of it almost like I, I didn't i didn't mind the casting but i thought the role was a little limiting he, he
0: they they could have they could have had a little bit more interesting material for him to go with
1: i, I agree um, with you the casting is fine the, it's yeah. the writing this is this is the the character could have been yeah. this is where this is where you could have sold that um the real uh environmentalist side of it is like showing the corporate greed and maybe maybe he's the one that helps make the turn and is like you know he realizes that he's got this off-cocked fucking marine out here that really just wants to destroy these people instead of like finding the because i mean in the beginning he's kind of like look i just i need to make this money i need to, i need my corporation to do well and stuff like this i don't want to hurt these people but it it's more like he just doesn't give a fuck and and this is where maybe you could have got a little bit more out of it in the story. It was like, have him help make the turn and like somehow I'm not saying to make him a good guy, but maybe, maybe show more remorse or, or, or show that like, Hey, somehow that like corporate greed isn't really worth it in the long run, you know? Yeah. That, give, that, give
0: give them a little bit of a soul. He, he had a moment where he says, you have an hour, you know, he was the one, but I don't think they sold it. I don't, I didn't get the sense. No, that, not at all. Um, it was, it was, they, they, they cut basically they they made the ask and then they cut to the scene where he's like, okay, you have an hour. So you never really saw what was said to convince him. Um, and, and I think that's unfair. You want to see some solutions going on because I, I, again, I think this is, this is such a, an important topic to treat it with such uh, warmongering. It's just, that's, it's like yeah. saying this is the way, this is the way to, to treat, to treat. I, I, I could see it's inspired <laughs> a lot of environmentalists to just be much more hardcore and say, Nope, they're, they're you are the enemy. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to handcuff or I'm going to glue myself to this, uh, to this Come bar. On. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, what does that do? I mean, that, that there's no solution there. It's just a yeah, humiliating situation. <laughs> you
1: know? Uh, there's one more guy I want to talk about real quick. And, uh, and that's, uh, Joel David Moore, who played, uh, Norm, uh, Spellman, who was the scientist who also, uh, got his little cat suit, uh, on with right. uh, with Jake. Total- uh,
0: I, mean, and- I was watching it for the first time or I hadn't seen it in a long time yesterday and I watched it and I when when they passed him I thought it was the guy from uh Big Bang Theory. What's his name? Uh <laughs> Sheldon. <laughs> no, not Sheldon. The the uh the guy with the belt buckle. Um Oh god, no. <laughs> th- he had that uh, same uh, kind uh, of Horowitz. Look on his- or not or it's- Wallowitz.
1: Is Wallowitz, Wallowitz. Horowitz. Something like Wolowitz. that. Wallowitz. Yeah. Um, uh, but I was uh, thinking Beastie Boys, Adam Horowitz, though. And guy?
0: and when I saw him, that's what he looked like. When he started talking, I realized it wasn't him. But but anyway.
1: Yeah, this guy's like <laughs> two feet taller than him, so that's where I knew <laughs> okay. the difference was. He's a tall guy. Um, hey Wallowitz no, was just, an astronaut, so true true um but i mean he was part of that crew he was part of that you know you had him and uh you had uh michelle rodriguez as trudy uh sigourney weaver and jake you had them that that your alien crew that you really could have built those characters and made us care for them but i didn't care for a goddamn person in this movie not Um, one i i will i
0: will Agree to an extent, but we haven't covered the Navi yet, <laughs> and, and I, I do think, even the Navi. I didn't well, care for any of them. Zoe Saldani, Sol, Saldania, um, as natiri I thought her performance, especially being all motion capture, was was pretty unbelievable, and so I was drawn towards her character. I'm not asking. I, I mean, I. I I don't know if you were. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think this was before. Yeah, she's Gamora. This
1: was before that. Um, Oh, she's and she's also in Star Trek uh, as uh, Uhura. Oh, right. She is an incredible actress. I thought. I thought she she did a
0: great job. I thought she did a really good job drawing you into her emotions, Uh, her facial emotions, her you know when. (laughs) Uh, okay. And and that
1: that was something that was effective and drew Let you into me, the culture. This is this is what uh, to me she was, she was a beautiful picture of a lady. You're like that's fucking fabulous. She looks great. I know nothing about her. <laughs> She's looking at a beauty like you, you. Yeah, flipping flipping through the pages of a Playboy when you're 12 years old. You're like, oh my god, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I know nothing about her. Well, she's the most beautiful woman i've ever seen that's what it was her, I, her, I i'm going to push back a little bit i think they did more to draw out
0: her her the she emoted more for me she
1: she was well okay that's she, what she, i mean she, by being her, she's beautiful her visuals were incredible not, well, you I'm, saw I'm her not, emotion yeah but i that was that was had how, zero personality.
0: That, no, to me that was her performance. I don't think I don't think
1: how she was drawn. I, no, I mean I think her I, personality was there, but there was, it was an empty hole. Like, why did Jake I, fall in love with her? No, there was nothing to draw you to her. Okay, I, I guess I'm I,
0: I'm I'm trying to compare emotions to something that's more inside, something that that is a dynamic. Experience and I think that her performance created something more that drew okay. me towards, towards her character. So, so I, that, uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm going to push back a little I bit. See on that saying, say, I, I, I see what you're saying,
1: but I didn't see the deeper character. Now, I saw, I understood the emotions that she was doing because of the way they captured it and the way they uh, facial recognitioned into the, the cat body of the Smurf, <laughs> right? I understood that. And, and and I understood when she was feeling sad or confused or angry and, and hissing and stuff like that, that was all incredible. And her performance was really good. The problem was, is there was, it, it was a great act for a nothing in it. It was a, it was a beautiful picture of an empty bucket. The, I didn't find anything deeper in her other than the,
0: well, what, she, what, do, you look, she, what do you look, I mean, to me, the bucket the emotions are
1: part of that bucket. And, and so that well, No, that, I'm talking about character though, there were, there were, I, I, I I'm, I'm specifically speaking to the, why we cared in aliens for that crew. Okay. Right. It wasn't just the performances. It was why we cared about them is, is that I, deeper? We, we I understood. Totally we agree. Felt- she was the only character to me that resonated
0: like the characters in alien. I, I do think it was still kind of generic because
1: no, well, generics the wrong.: That's, word. But no, no, you're right though. it was. like it was the, <laughs> this is Pocahontas. <gasps> yeah. oh, well, I was going to kill this guy, but no, the the little squid seed said no. So now I don't like him and he's a big, fat baby, and he does everything wrong, but all of a sudden I love him. Yeah. I had to train this little shit, and now I love him. There, there was nothing. and why why would she love him? He didn't do shit at that point. I think it was. I think it had a lot to do with those little floaty. Uh, uh,
0: floaty she just loved him because the tree said so. The tree was the one that got her got her attention,
1: and then that, so she, that's what I mean is it. It misses that part of the story. Well, it, it misses why she would love him. He would love her. This is I, one of those movies where it's like, okay, you guys know the story. You make it up on your own. I'm gonna show you some visuals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I I think we disagree on that, but, but so I I think, I think experience the, the the experiences they had can also kind of create a love and, and they got some pretty Epic experiences that they got to enjoy. This
1: this is going into a trope that uh, movies like to do. And, and I, I heard someone talk about this and it, it made sense when they were talking about it was there's this trope that if a male and a female have to work together, and do all this hard, you know, training and stuff together. They're gonna eventually f- fall in love with each other. Oh,
0: geez, you remember Speed with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock? And what was at the very end of Speed? And like, doesn't it, you know, some something about uh, an uh, an adrenaline rush of an of a, yes. of a situation leads to love affairs? Or I don't, I, I. There was a quote. So, and okay, I don't have it written and, down
1: because I had no idea I was gonna draw this. <laughs> draw this but reference. No, but but, it, uh, but you're but right they, though. But uh, it is, and it's it. What it really is is like uh close interaction, like that in 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 intense situations, might end up into a um, intense. That was the word that they used in uh, yeah, in intense intense situations. It, it brings people closer, but I think it it brings more of a of not like a a love, but a lust, oh, right? Sure. It, Infatuation. It,
0: it brings it, yeah. It connects someone. Well, that's where you're dealing with connections, and and. I agree that it doesn't mean a relationship is going to last forever, but it's certainly a an avenue to begin a relationship. I, I, I think it's fair to I, I think it's fair to say this is what creates
1: a, a love attraction. So I, I, yeah, I agree. And that's but that's what I mean, is they left a lot to the imagination. They spent more time showing us that if you walk around and tap these mushrooms, they'll glow at night.
0: <laughs> what? What's a movie? Do you have a movie, for example, that that would demonstrate something a little bit more effective that, that shows that sort of God, love connection? Noah, I,
1: okay. I, I'm <laughs> sure there's one out there, but... It, oh, okay, it's not a movie, but it's a show, and it took a while, and this is why it worked. Moonlighting. Okay. Right? Moonlighting was one of the perfect examples of how... You 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 work together and you fucking hate each other in the beginning. You talk shit and and slowly over time that that walls break down and you end up loving each other. That's what I kind of remember from Moonlighting. Uh, but it also ruined the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, so um,
0: I, I, so what about a movie that's you know two hours you know that that only has two hours to
1: to go off them? You have to kind of give the audience. I uh, I know. But that's. But I, I'm still saying though. That's why there. That's one of the problems with the show is neither one of those characters to me were were so built out that you you got why the other would love you know. I mean, other than the fact that he trained the biggest dragon ever, and and you know maybe that got her little cat loins going. What about Terminator? So here you've got uh,
0: Michael Bean and uh, playing the 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 guy that was sent back from the, from the future. And Sarah Connor, I, uh, I'm spacing on her real, the actress, (laughs) uh, Linda Hamilton, um, playing the, the roles of, they, they had a love affair. Now that was more, you, you, it's interesting because you mentioned lust and that's, they ended up having sex and conceiving a child, John Connor, that that kind of went on. And that's something that even though that was a short movie, you bought their relationship. It was that intensity that led to their little uh, tryst, you know, whatever, you're, you're, whatever you ever want to call the their their uh, encounter where where they had sex and, and conceived a
1: child, but you bought it. Um, okay, so maybe that's what it was, is it was more that it was, may, maybe it was more of a, like, a lust for each other, where this one, they, they wanted you to believe that, oh, my God, like, I met my soulmate and... It it, it was just, like... Oh, I got another one. You know what I mean?
0: And I'm sticking with James Cameron. (laughs) Titanic. Oh, my God. (laughs) Come on. We got Leo and Kate Winslet
1: (laughs) on the Titanic. So, uh, I'll admit, I've I've watched Titanic. I don't remember a bunch about it. And it was because I was bored out of my fucking skull with that movie. Oh, were you? Oh, I like that movie. I... I... I I don't know why. I just... um, at the time, I, uh, you know, there's there there's a there's a lifespan for me and Leo uh, Caprio, uh, where I uh, a life a just lifespan like- did you say? Li- I I I remember watching him in uh, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Okay, and and him irritating the shit out of me he's, in that movie. He's like and a that
0: mentally I- retarded uh, brother. Yes. Uh, of a.
1: There, I mean, okay. he's a great actor, but there's stuff that he does that just annoys me. And so it depends on what it is, where he comes across, and if he's annoying me in the movie or not, I, I can literally turn out and just, like, I can't do it anymore. And it, it tends to be with him as one of those actors. There's a couple others that do it, but he's one of those where oh, certain we, we,
0: we roles. Da- yeah, we definitely got to cover Quentin Tarantino and, <laughs> and uh, what is the Hollywood movie that his la- last movie that he made. Um, I know, with, I know what you're talking Leo, about. Leonardo and and uh, Brad Pitt. Okay, go on. Sorry. That's
1: yes, <laughs> but that's so uh, something about Titanic just never. I I just I don't know something about it just never sat with me well and I just didn't it's, enjoy it. It's very sappy, but they they did. Maybe that's the, what it is. One of the
0: things that I loved about it so much was how at the beginning of the movie and i think this is something that Roger Ebert actually said when he was reviewing the movie so but but he said at the beginning of the movie um they do this little digital the guy with the beard that that's that's uh you know on the ship with uh with um Bill Pullman's character—I can't remember who he plays. They're on the ship, and they—they're they're basically showing the the ship sinking on the Titanic. They're showing it in this yeah. digital format, and they basically go through it all on this little computer screen, and they show it to to Kate Winslet's older older self. You know, she's there, right? And, right. and they're explaining, "Oh, this is what happens," and it's just very kind of crass the way they're way way he's explaining it. But you see it all on there. And it, it almost gives you a little bit of a reprieve. It's like okay, you know that's how the movie ends, and now that you've seen it, you're you're ready to experience kind of this movie, and it's it's a good setup for it. Um, but so I I thought it was, a, a, although it had like the sappy romance, I still thought it was an epic movie.
1: Uh, no, I, I know a lot of people love it.
0: Avatar, and I think it, at the time it was the number one moneymaker until oh, Avatar it came was. along.
1: So well. I think it's it's one of those it, it was one of the the blockbuster sappy movies that that all the you know it got all that, that women money that you know a lot of movies don't a lot of action movies don't get you know when they when they talk about uh, it draws more women to the show. To the I don't know. I was invent. really turned
0: on by Kate Winslet, so it had the male vote for me.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying it's not going to get, but I mean. The return watch or, you know, how many times you're going to watch it, I I would be willing to bet that more women will throw in, you know, Titanic than men in a DVD situation or let's watch a movie and Titanic comes up for women more than men. (laughs) I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying for me it was not one that I was like, oh, my God, I got to watch it. Oh, my God, I got to see this again. Like, I I just – I know what happens. It's not like Iron Man 3 that (laughs) – Oh God! I, you know if someone said, "Okay, you can watch Titanic or Iron Man Three, you know I'm probably taking Iron man three <laughs> okay and you and you know my feelings about Iron Man three so what uh, no, to Nina those who
0: sent out that Twitter. Twitter right? Exactly. A, you know, it's a person who had multiple multiple boyfriends and every night they watched him watching five five times in a row. If I
1: had seven girlfriends at the time and I had or to watch seven, Titanic, yeah. I, I I would uh, I probably would have to give that up too. And in, in, unless after each episode, you know, each watch, you know, ended up in a, a good, you know, version. But I, I think I Titanic
0: is more rewatchable than Avatar. Avatar is an experience. Interesting. It's a spectacle. Okay. It's it's an immersive it is reality. That. It is. But but the story it doesn't have the story. It's it's really kind of this paper cutter story. And I don't I don't think it's a very good representation of how to take on how, how to deal with climate crisis or, or, you know, or and saving, you're, and the, you're saving
1: mother nature, but what you're a hundred percent right on that. And, and a lot of people agree with you in the, in the podcast I listen to. And I agree with you that it is a phenomenal visual representation of what it is. And that is this, this new technology and this, uh, his, his, James Cameron's love of fluorescence and, and <laughs> fauna. It was a dream he had when he was a combined. teenager or something, apparently. <laughs> well, apparently he also spent a lot of time doing um, underwater uh, scuba diving in the Antarctic and saw all these like fluorescent uh, creatures and, and plants down there, and wow. it gave him this idea. What if a whole planet looked like this? What if all the creatures had eight legs or uh, four legs in the front and two in the back, and they, they looked slimy? You know, he did a lot of that.
0: Bioluminescence, yeah. I had an experience with that with Alicia, uh, where we went out out in the water. Oh, in in the ocean? Out in the ocean, yeah. We were doing uh, uh, some—she had a canoe, and I had a a, a (laughs) kayak uh, with my wife and her boyfriend at the time, and we went out. Yeah, Your wife's boyfriend at the time? No, my wife and her (laughs) boyfriend at the time. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) My wife and, and her boyfriend at the time, yeah, that that's good. But but I know. So we were we went out into the ocean and there was bioluminescence. It was unbelievable. And you would hit the if you would hit the water with the paddle, all the fish would come splashing up. It was it was it was really bizarre. So I could so, I, I understand the draw towards the bioluminescence.
1: I've I've had my own experiences with it, and it was when I was in the Coast Guard Station in Hawaii. We would be out on 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 trips. And uh, I, I stood uh, midwatch sometimes, which was at 12 midnight to 4 in the morning kind of. So pitch black out on the ocean, we're just cruising away. And y- you get the same thing. You get the, the, the photoluminescence as the ship's coming through and the waves. And so you get this, like, sparkly green kind of f- – it, it is incredible. And, and I agree with you that, um, I know here locally there's a couple different canoe trips – Uh, kayak trips that I've looked into that I want to do one of these days where it is you go out at night on a nice calm night with a low moon and I it it is fantastical and what he did with it like the plants and stuff like this so um this this whole world was thought out very well right one of the things that they had in it was this this connection the whole world is connected the plants the animals the people the Smurfs, they're not people, <laughs> the, the Smurfs, you know, they all connect. And it's funny because it's, uh, oh, my God, I, I even asked my wife, the the mitochondrial, I think, is the name of it, where it's like a mushroom network that they, they connect it to each other through these, like, vines and veins and stuff, and they can talk to each other. It's a true thing. The uh, Star Trek Discovery has used this in in one of its uh, movies where it it can travel through space and time with this this mushroom mitochondrial and she gets so irritated because it's describing it all wrong and she's like (laughs) that's not how it works and this is but this is right this is how it works where they all connect to each other and, and, you know, they got the tails that they come up and they talk to the tree and they, they talk to the plan and they connect together and mentally they connect while they physically connect. And, you know, they talk to the plan or the, the, the horses and the dragons, and they rape them mentally while they control them (laughs) or whatever it is. Um, So, I mean, that's that, if you think about the way, Way to describe it, and then, and then you see them when they get the when they when they have their little uh their sexy time, right? And they, they connect tails, <laughs> and you're like, Wait, wait, you do that when so well, I didn't what happens when you do that with the horse the that you say that was in the extended edition? Uh, apparently, it's in the extended version. I didn't watch that either because I, I was like, what? I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, but I, 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 mean, I stopped, out. I stopped, I know <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh, I want to see that, <laughs> uh, but it not. made me think, I <laughs> no, I mean, think about it though, like. If that's if that's the ultimate connection mentally, right? And that's literally what it is. It's a mental link. It's not necessarily a physical link. So, if you think about this in, in our world right now, if when we have sex with our significant others or whoever we're lucky enough to have sex with, right? We have a physical connection. But what if at that same time we could have that that intimate of a mental connection at the same time? Like, oh my God! Like, talk about. A, a an experience to, to well, I mean. See now you're talking Demoli- you're de-
0: Demolition Man with uh, you know what is it, <laughs> <that>, Sandra <laughs> Bullock and and Sly Stallone where where they have their they put on their little pods on their head and they have the mental connection
1: In the full size condom. I, I mean full size <laughs> body condom.
0: I think, I think that is a goal of, on this world. I, th- I think to have that it sort of mental connection when you have a physical connection as well, and I think that's where but love and, really but we breathes. have to. But,
1: but our mental connection is, is through the, the atmosphere and the, 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 it doesn't have that direct connect. It's like, right. it's that like Wi-Fi something. versus a, a direct land connection. Sometimes that Wi-Fi goes a little wonky and you don't know if the information you are get is correct. Right. It can connections are probably
0: the most, the, the biggest aphrodisiac that there is. If you actually experience that, but, but to have, everything come together to where you really yeah. think that is. And it's just this belief of where you are drawn to someone and they are drawn to you and you know, they are drawn to you at the same time, they know you are drawn to them. And it's kind of this cohesive bond yeah. that creates this euphoria <laughs> that, that, and, and that's about it. It's this trust. Um And
1: and that's, and that's what it is. And, and so and, that's and why and I was here thinking it was like, the like, Oh my God, it's connection, <laughs> you t- connect those tails and boy, the, the- well, I mean, you, you're not just. Uh, it, it makes sense. I mean, that's that's where you're gonna put your connection. That's where you're gonna put your connector. It, it just <laughs> you want it on a nice little connect. You know, a little cable that you can connect in. You just hope that you know you got the right uh, male, ver- You know, male female. Conne- it it just all works. I liked that part of it. I thought it was really cool. But I you know listening to other people describe it and they're like, oh my God, what are they doing to that horse? And I was like, oh my God, you're right. And then the dragons or or whatever they called them. I'm like, "Oh, they're mentally raping them. That's really what they're doing. I'm like, "Oh, but yeah. You know, they talked about too with the or treating them uh, like,
0: like barn him. animals, you know. <laughs> well,
1: the, the the they didn't call them dragons, but essentially they were they're kind of like prehistoric bird type things uh where they 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 well, don't Yeah, it's like how to mate treat for a life. Dragon. that's that's fair to, to to, oh my god, great reference. Yeah. Great reference on that one. Um it even it even pulls from that, right? The first right. flight almost <laughs> falling off and
0: Yeah. And and, you, and I, you know, the floating mountains, that, that reminded me of the old video game, what was it, Riven or Mist or one of those mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. world building video
1: games that came out. There's for, actually lawsuits for people from people about the those floating mountains against him. Yeah. Against Avatar and, and James Cameron. Uh yeah, I didn't even think. God, yeah, how to trade your dragon. That's it's a it's a perfect example. I'd love to do that movie too. That is one of my favorite animated movies. <laughs> love that show. Um, but yeah, there there's a lot in the world building that he did that was really incredible. But I think one of the one of the things someone said that I really resonated with that I was like. Pull back a little of that world building and showing us, you know, all the, the different flowers and the, the spinny, you know, lizard that you touch it and it has to fall in a spinny. Which, like, if that's your escape mechanism, you're fucked. I'm just going to spin as I fall down. Okay, so I'm just going to swat you out of the air and fuck you up. You know, it it was cute and it and it was neat visually, but it was dumb. Like, cut that out. Put some more character building. Uh,
0: well, well. L- I think I think the flowers were mostly real. They're just at a larger scale cuz those those exist. that that that's...
1: No, but I mean it's like we didn't need to see so much of it. Yeah. Well, we we I, I mean, I mean... I, he he I, I gave us a great. I think,
0: you, I think you can get so much of it, but but I do think you're correct that that the the characters were left behind, and if they they needed yeah. to to bring those up more or create something that was a little bit more nuanced, not these so here, two-dimensional.
1: Here was, characters. here was my thought: what well, might have made this even better and and more more palatable in the long run? Maybe maybe hurt it overall money wise. You know, for for total quality. You know, the, it's record-breaking. But if you would have made this into two-hour two, two hour movies, right, add, add another hour, right, and find a good breaking point in the middle that left a good cliffhanger that people were like, fuck, I need to see part two. Release it and get, you know, part one, two hours. Add more character building up front. Less, maybe maybe a little less world, a little more upfront, and then come back within a year, kind of like like we got with um, was it Lord of the Rings that did it? No, what was it? Harry, or, or Avengers did it one year later. Harry Potter, the seventh one, did it. You know, one year later, make film them all together, but do it and release it one year apart and and have that second part where which where you have so much more world building and and, and people building that you have a more more believable connected story to the people I think might have been better
0: I I agree with you but one of the things that this mm-hmm. this movie has got to be um appreciated for is the fact that it's it didn't it didn't have anything before it. It's not a sequel. It's not a. I mean, I. I know we could say it copied from a lot of things, but it was a it
1: copy from so much. But
0: but Harry Potter and Avengers, all those movies when they finally got to the movie that had the cliffhanger, the it was easy for the production studio to greenlight it because there was so you. much success.
1: I, I see. What Whereas you're saying. this,
0: even though he had Titanic previously, it's still a gamble, you know, to to make a movie and and there if. If, if he says, I'm going to do two, who knows if the second one's going to work. But and, that's, and considering but that's what of, I
1: mean. Is, uh, so, no, well, but so you I, film I, it I, all in one. Well, that's what he's doing now. You know, he's already filmed. He, he like, did it all. But he, he filmed. He filmed. I mean, how much material did they cut? That's what I'm saying is like, hey, we got all this material. Let's make two I, movies. That's
0: not on him, though. That's on the production. That's on the on the releasing studio. They're not going to go for
1: it. Um, he had his, he had the name at the time. With I had all the crap. He is he has hit so much out of the park that he would have said, "Look, trust me." Noah from How We Sees it says, <laughs> "If I do two films, I'm gonna kill this." <laughs> yeah, he. It, he got uh, he got he convinced the studio to
0: invest 10 million dollars to try out the the technology to make sure that they could actually do the movie beforehand so they invested 10 million dollars so that before they made avatar just to test the technology um in like a small scene um and it helped them along their way but i guess the the the, originally the studio was a little resistant to it but he said hey you're about to invest 200 million dollars in a movie, right. do, you want, do, you want, do you want some assurances it's going to work or uh, do you want to just go for yeah. it? And they're like, OK, here's your $10 million. Go do your thing. <laughs> but, but still, Church. two movies, it, it, it's still a big ask when there's no audience. And I think that's the struggle with, with movies these days is that it's so hard to get funding for original Movies, you know. Right, right now, you've got right. a, a horror. We've 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 been covering a little bit in the horror genre, uh, but yeah. other than that, almost everything w- we cover is either a sequel or it has some sort of built-in audience from something else. True, um, true. It's true. not easy to uh, to make that inve- to, to convince the studio to make that sort of an investment.
1: So let me ask you this: what is your what is your real uh, interest in this this sequel that's coming the the way of Water? Like, I'm, are you like, oh, my God, I got to see this. I can't wait. Or you're like, n- no, not I, okay, really. I got to no. see it because I yeah. saw the first one.
0: Um, James Cameron. I'm I've I've been a fan of his movies. Uh, all, all of his movies, The everything has. Well, uh, maybe not Piranha, but Terminator, Aliens. <laughs> The abyss. And speaking of the abyss, that's safe next to you. I'm I'm looking at Noah. Yeah, on, yeah. on video, it makes you look like my you're gun in a, It makes you look like you're in a submarine, like in the abyss, oh. uh, like an underwater thing. Because like you got the little crank and everything. But anyway, um, Terminator Two oh, Judgment yeah, Day the... <laughs> was was an. I, that's the only sequel he's ever done up until now. And that was well. I take that back. He did Piranha Two. So, uh, but uh, but T Two was really one of the better sequels out there because it totally changed the game for sequels it wasn't it wasn't like a regurgitation of the same movie true lies oh my gosh that's such a fun movie and such an
1: i love true lies that
0: just it's just entertainment pure entertainment and it takes arnold schwarzenegger to a new level when it comes to his performance because he's not (laughs) playing a robot i almost (laughs) i
1: almost would say that is my favorite james cameron movie (laughs) it's so much fun uh, I wouldn't say that, but but it's it's a good one. I know I know you wouldn't because you've got you've got better class uh, and <laughs> and more than me. Uh, uh, so, but to me that is such a fun fun movie. I think what I'm excited
0: about, what what interested me about Avatar, they I mean they created this technology,
1: Smurf boobies.
0: What they they the cinematography is done virtually in in a sense they don't. True they, don't, true they don't set the camera this is such this is such a hard thing to understand from from a filmmaker you're used to setting up all these shots and stuff you got to get coverage and stuff but they, they did a
1: lot with the uh, the the body capture right the the suits they, with the ping pong they, balls
0: they didn't so this is something that they kind of in, they invented for avatar was this idea of, of a facial camera they had already done you know the stuff for for Lord of the
1: Rings <laughs> porn has been doing facial cameras with, forever
0: with it huh porn has been doing facial okay, cameras well, okay forever. but this was, this was to capture the you know the, the facial expression but then other than that they're still doing the capture photography right and and they basically can create these scenes in a whole environment and it, i don't got know if it. you watch some of the behind the scenes it's no, they're I didn't. acting them out they're just they've got they've got mm-hmm. all these characters that are acting them out in like in on like a stage and stuff and and there are cameras that are capturing them and from different angles but but the cinematography is basically done in the computer after the fact. James Cameron can say okay, I've got this scene, it's captured in 360 degrees or whatever it's called from and, and he gets to choose how to move the camera around the scene and he can do it however he wants to and edit it however he wants to after the fact. He doesn't have to recreate these these they shots, have to reshoot it. And i part of me thinks that's that's not as interesting because you know, like I said, with the Terminator behind the scenes, how they had to like on the fly, create the scene where the, the hydraulic arm right, right. punches through it. You know, that's, that, that's invention. That's that you're, you're well, coming said up that with, before, too. you're coming up with something, how to produce something on the fly. And it's, it's exciting and energetic. And, and if you do it right, it really, it, it makes a scene resonate and the audience doesn't even know it. Whereas here you almost have like, Total control—it's like a certain godly control, and it almost makes it more challenging for the director to be creative because they can really do whatever they want. They don't—it's you don't have the excuse of of putting it all together as you go. You you can, right? Yeah. So a little
1: little more leeway.
0: I right? I'm not I'm not that interested. I think the only reason I want to go see it now is because we just did this podcast, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would have been that interested. I I, I don't so, know if it's. I mean, they've already shot three movies already. You know, or like. Well,
1: okay, that was gonna be my next question to you. Like, this was supposed to be planned for like five epis five series. I think is what I heard originally. Like think, four
0: more. I think
1: four more. They've already shot yeah, two and a half, three. Uh, maybe
0: three. I think I think at the time of the interview, which was in two thousand nineteen, they were already into the third one uh so way of water avatar three avatar 4 are already mostly shot and then avatar 5 is is already happening but
1: so I'm I'm interested because I I, I enjoyed it enough I, I really did I I, I, I like the visuals uh the the work on the people the 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 characters could use a lot the work on the story was not bad it was it was good action um you know it it kind of almost had some nudity. I mean, those, those Navi, you know, they had boobs. They were slightly covered. There's a couple of nipple shots in there, you know, so it, it had its, its, so its, its reasons to watch. So it
0: got, it got your nod, nod
1: of approval. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is funny. A lot of people are like, why do you got to put tits on cats? And I was like, why not? Why not? Um, you know, I, it, it it did get me looking. I I'm not kidding. I, I literally was watching. I'm like, oh, can I see it? Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, there there's a lot about it. I I love the action scenes. I I loved like the flight. I loved you know. I did like all the 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 world building with the the fluorescence and stuff like that. Some of the animals. I, I like the T Rex, rhinos, or or the uh, hammerhead rhino things. Those were pretty badass. You know, there was there was some fun stuff in it. So for me. The, the way of water for me going to see this to me is like, uh, I'm interested to see what he does with the next level of, of creatures because I'm an aquatic kind of guy. I, I, you know, I, I was a sailor. I, I enjoy the ocean. I are an aquatic see what, kind of guy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I <you> like that. <laughs> I, I I mean, I, I wanted to kind of, I, I want to see what he does underwater because I know that's where his, his real love is. Like, you know, if you talk about James Cameron and some of his, his personal, uh, Enjoyments is is being underwater scuba diving. Yeah, Titanic so really
0: kind of he, he, between Titanic and Avatar, he did a, a couple documentaries
1: which were all about Well, in abyss and stuff like. I mean, it, yeah, I want to see what he does with this because there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do underwater, and it's and it's not something that's been done a lot of. So to me, I'm more I'm more curious as to what he's going to do with it. I'm not going into it looking for oh my God, is he going to write the best story ever? Because I know he's not. Uh, based on the first one, I'm not expecting a lot of story, but I'm expecting some cool action. Um, I'm expecting some, some fun, you know, uh, interaction with the, the, the world, you know, we're going to, we're going to learn a new tribe. We're going to get to see some deeper mentality of the tribe. Uh, what I am worried about is, is what we got in the first one, which we haven't really talked about, but, uh, do we get another white savior movie, you know, uh, it's one of those things I hate. I hate to hear that being thrown around as like that's oh, it's just a white savior movie because I think it's a kind of piss poor description of what happens because it's not all that what it is. But this is kind of what that really is, in a way. What uh, Avatar was, and um, you know, I, I hope that's not the kind of story we get in in Way of Water too. So, yeah i could have threw you for a loop on that one didn't
0: i the white savior i well i i remember him uh you know sam worthington has is australian and 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 they are still J- white i know no but james cameron said he <laughs> he didn't want him to have an australian accent because he wanted him to represent more the american like a colonial like the colonialism oh and, god and it, 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 it and i th- i think that's i i don't think i believed him i th- James Cameron is known for being just this, you know, dictator of a, of a director that, you know, that this shot is, is everything and I don't care about the crew and what they suffer with. (laughs) You're gonna, you're going to get the shot no matter what. Um, And so I think he just kind of wanted something more generic. He wants that kind of plain vanilla uh, hero. Um, And that typical American accent is where that comes from. But um, I, I don't, I, I think on the other hand, if it was – when you say white savior, are you, other than another race or something, because if you do that, then then people accuse it of being more woke or something like that. Uh,
1: oh, no, no. Well, I – this I – think, I think this was uh, – this was made before that kind of term got thrown around a lot Yeah, more. this was
0: before wokeism uh, became
1: a thing. Yeah. yeah, but the white savior movie is, is definitely a thing, right? Uh yeah. You know, say – Dances with Wolves is considered, you know, oh, this indigenous people, uh, you know, you have to have the white guy come in and save them. This is kind of that. This is the antithesis of that kind of thing, where he is the one that, like, if he wasn't part of this movie, would would the same thing have happened? What about The Matrix? Do you see that as a white savior movie? Because that's, I mean, now someone's described that to me, and I don't see that as a white savior movie. I mean, like, he's the
0: one. We've got, we've got. Uh, We've
1: got, uh, but he's
0: uh, he's not Lawrence Fishburne could, is black, so he kind of represents
1: the, <laughs> the digital well, people. Well, but the rest, no, okay, no, because he doesn't represent the digital people because not every digital person is black. Okay, so you can't say that. Where this is a uh, a a indigenous a, a indigenous a I can't even say indigenous it. yes indigenous no. uh, tribe, and he comes in and and if he doesn't step up the re- everything goes south he's the only one that can come up and and tame the 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 biggest dragon and and if he didn't do that they would all die this is literally like this is more of a white savior movie than some of the others that have been uh you know uh, claimed as white savior movies and and it, i didn't think about it until someone else said it and, but dances with wolves is that kind of thing where you know he, you know, the, the indigenous people, and it's a white guy that comes in. And if he wasn't there, then everything would have ended up worse, you know. It, one of the things that was. And I hate that term, just to be on the record. I hate when people call movies that, because not all of the ones that they say are that way are that way. This is one that I, I actually agree with.
0: But Dances, I haven't seen Dances Wolves since the theater, so I, I can't remember.
1: It kind of is. It kind of okay. is, too. Um, but. But not everything is. The Matrix definitely is not one. Okay. I don't believe. I was just trying to help flesh
0: out the the idea of. of Well, the idea is that is. he is is the one
1: (laughs) in the Matrix. So, okay. So one that we covered recently, right, where someone did call it a white savior movie, which I totally disagree with, was um, The Last Samurai, where Keanu Reeves, you know, goes to Japan and he becomes part of the the Japanese samurai uh, cast and stuff like that. Cause he didn't save them. He 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 helped their battle and he joined their side, but he didn't save them. And so a lot of people like to call that a white savior movie. And I'm like, uh, did you watch the fucking movie? Cause he didn't save anybody. So it was more of
0: a white person point of view. It was like we're gonna. It was a, a white story.
1: person didn't understand your fucking side. It's it was. Well, not a that, white savior.
0: Yeah, that's the person we're gonna <laughs> sh- We're gonna sh- take. Yeah take their point of view because we're we're catering this film to an American audience and it's easier yes. to swallow that way yeah no that that's fair
1: um, but that's what I mean. Is there's a lot of people that like to throw that white savior around when it's not always white savior.
0: I thought I thought oh. the science was kind of interesting. How they grew these bodies, and rather than trying to, uh, <laughs> they invade, didn't explain invade, any in, of it. Well, I, I well they explained it a little bit enough t- enough to where you could buy into it and say, okay, this is science. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to sleep and wake up in this blue body that's ten feet tall with a tail. I, I would have liked some more scientific explanation, but actually, I they
1: didn't even tell him he was going to have a tail because he was surprised by that. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I could see people being—no, uh, he wasn't. He was—he was so excited about being able to walk that everything else just kind of—he didn't care. He was—he had that look on his face like he was just a child experiencing. They didn't explain the tail to him.
1: Sigourney so even had to tell him, "You keep playing with that, you're going to go blind." <laughs> so you know what that's? She's telling him, "That's just that front tail. That's all that is." So so this was uh,
0: you know it's it's interesting because this movie is in 3D to try to make it more immersive, but these guys were experiencing this virtual reality, and in and 3D. I think, <laughs> and I think I don't I don't know how much you've messed with virtual reality, but I, I haven't at all. My my brother in law is is pretty well off. I've talked about him before, and he has virtual reality headsets and stuff. And I've, ex- yeah, I've I'm a little some, jealous. It's I you know, when, 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 uh, Jake Sully was waking up and just like, what am I doing? You know, feeling like he's becoming addicted to this, th- this is really like hyper VR. It's it. And, and I could totally understand because, you know, I've been so engrossed in VR technology when I'm at my, my brother-in-law's place and playing this stuff that I'm Terrified of buying my own headset because of how addictive I c- I feel like I really could just, I could just be like lost in this world because it's so fucking immersive. You f- and and just even though you don't have touch it, the the ability to have s- the senses, <laughs> your vis- visual senses and movement. So it's not stuff, Ready
1: Player One yet, but it's getting there.
0: It's close enough. It, it based, you feel you feel the emotional impact of your surroundings, which is not something... Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the very first thing that I, I w- experienced was he, he did this virtual thing where you're in this museum and a T-Rex bursts through a, a wall and comes towards you and and then, you know, basically kind of... Chomps stomped. your head. Well, no, I, I think it kind of bites at you and then it moves on. But, I mean, you get, I, I felt emotionally terrified... <laughs>
1: Be uh, yourself a little Be you yourself a little um, and,
0: and, but then but then i've played games where you know you can fly around in these worlds i've i've done these mystery games where you're solving problems and i'll tell you it is it is so addictive and and i i understand uh i understand the draw um i, I don't want to get my own just because i think i get a little
1: too so, so ready player one really resonates with you in that like oh you could you could see this and live that yeah And i have and this and i've never kind of... put on a vr headset so i don't know um, yeah
0: yeah and I, and I've ch- i i i think at one point i bought the ones for my phone where you could like hook up a headset i've heard about your phone. those yeah and that's that's bullshit that's there's it's nothing <laughs> it's not the same i mean you get a little bit of the sense of, of where you can actually look around and stuff but it's not the same I, thing
1: I thought about that, and I know my eyesight is so jacked up up close that I'm like, I don't even know if I could make this work. Oh, because I'd have to, I would have to wear glasses with it because I can't see. Uh, my my vision up close is really bad, so uh, I'm wondering if I could even do it. But I, 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 I don't, you know, VR and stuff like that. One of the things it makes me think about is is one of my favorite uh, like sci-fi books. Uh, worlds is called Shadow Run. And they have where you can jack in, and you kind of become part of the matrix, you know, right. and stuff like that. And and I always thought that was one of the coolest things. And it's like, man, if that if we could ever get to that point where you just you, you take a cable and you plug it in, and all of a sudden you're in a in a digital world. And I was like, God, how cool would that be? And that, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get there in my time. I I mean, I'm 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 getting up there in years. I don't I don't know if we're gonna get that kind of technology boost in the next fifty years, but. I just thought that would be so cool, but uh, I can see. I mean, we're getting there close. If if you're saying that, you know, a a, a VR, you know, T Rex will make you pee a little. We're, we're getting close. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No. Uh, I. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens in this in this next movie. Um, uh, I I don't know if I'm ex- I, if I'm like. These next ones are gonna set records, and and oh my God, James Cameron is the is gonna be the the god of movies. He's gonna be the you know, the one to to set the the standards higher, but you know, we can always hope that it 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 gets better. You know, that's I guess that's all we can hope for. It can't get any. I don't know. Huh? Could it get worse? Well, do you think it, you think it could bomb? Well, one of the
0: things that they've gotten away. From? I mean, it's I don't know how they're going to integrate the technology in it. That's something that that the first movie was all about. Well, yeah, true, true, true. How they, you know became a part of this world and and sequels lose that ability to surprise you you know because now you've already you're already in touch with the world so they've got to do something more than that they've got to they've got to step beyond that and i i i think uh audience i think audiences aren't as receptive to (laughs) to to new material anymore, I, I, I you probably right, expected right. me to say sequels, but they're not receptive to new material anymore because they're looking for something that already kind of resonates within themselves. Um,
1: well, and what is it? What is it? Can he do what? What can he do that is new? Like, I mean, that's one of the things that that the first Avatar actually did. Is is it really? The the visuals were setting a new standard like they they this is the new 3d and it's fucking fabulous and everybody agreed and see this in 3d imax because oh my god you're gonna feel like you're floating with the mountains where what is he gonna is is there a new set of technology now that it's it's gonna come out and it's gonna like revolutionize movie making again
0: one one thing i find with with cg effects is that every time i see the new next generation cg I'm so blown away and I look back at the old and it looks, (laughs) it looks like it's, you know, paper cutouts or something like that. But, but then, but then another five years, and then you see the new and you look back on the thing that you thought was so unbelievable. And it looks like paper cutouts. It just seems like there's
1: always. So that is the one thing I will give avatar. The CGI I watched this last week holds up, as well as today's standard for CGI, the, I I did not go in this going oh my god this looks this, this looks looks thirteen looks like years it. old yeah um, no it didn't look thirteen years old it it looked a little video game ish yeah you know I think it's color wise and and but yeah I was still like immersed in it and it I didn't like oh my god like. There's worse CGI in the recent uh, Disney release of uh, of uh, She-Hulk. <laughs> one, there, of things, there...
0: <laughs> one of the things James Cameron understands is that even when you're putting actors in a you know a, a room with cameras on their head and, and no really uh, not much to interact with, you have to put another actor with them because that's where you get the performance. You ha- and and he knows that if you just you know. I think I think George Lucas got into a lot of trouble for this because he put actors and he wouldn't really have, give them anyone to play off of. It's like here, look at this, you know, cardboard cutout of Jar Jar, you know, and and speak to him and and act where uh, typically a performer needs to have a relationship with another performer. And I think James Cameron knows that. I don't think it it was captured as well in Avatar uh, as per se like in. Termin or Abyss or Aliens where you had a lot of the camaraderie yeah. with those, with those groups that could play off of each other in an environment that just seems so, I agree. so uh, lively. maybe alive that's... here. It still feels a little fake or at least in the avatar. It did. So I'm if he can elevate maybe that's... that and make it feel yeah. uh, more uh, realistic to kind of get you immersed, like, like you are in Aliens in the
1: Abyss, I'll be more. Maybe that's excited. why, the, why, yeah, maybe that's why the character building and in, and in, in interactions didn't feel as, as as tight was because of that. Like they were all in their own individual pods well, reading their words and not, visually. Not,
0: well, that's where I'm saying he didn't do that. In Avatar, you can look at some of the, it, it's amazing to look at some of the, Behind the scenes of uh, on YouTube, where it shows the scenes and it shows of how they filmed it, and they're all interacting with each other. They've just got these cameras really? on, and and they didn't feel like that way. sometimes I don't. Th- I don't think Sam Worthington is as good of a. He's he's a little flat for me. He's um, not.
1: He's horrible. I don't, he's think
0: he, I don't think he's horrible. I think he's just a little bit plain. Um, when. James Cameron said that he cast him based on his ability to, to give a speech and, and inspire the, you know, when he gives that little, uh, that, really? that, that, that speech to try to riot, get the troops all excited, uh, to yeah, go fight. I was not, yeah, that, yeah,
1: no, I was not behind that, him. That yeah, was the reading. He's not very good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I wasn't that sold on him. I think, I think he fits the role of kind of this generic, uh, What'd you call it? A white uh, savior, <laughs> white savior version. Sure, uh, but but I I was more drawn towards uh, Zoe Saldaña's uh, no. Performance well, she, she was
1: definitely the better actor of it. Yeah. I just yeah, I didn't. Uh, he was kind of ho hum to me. Yeah, he was he was the he was the worst actor of the top ten. Yeah, even even I mean, Weaver didn't didn't quite <laughs> do it for
0: me compared to something like Aliens, where it, it was it was. You're yeah, she was. Emotional. She
1: had a whole different. She had a different role. Like when she was in her avatar body, it was awkward. It was like yeah. she was trying to be like, "Hey, I'm young again. Check me yeah. out. Ooh, yeah. you know, I got a half shirt on. Ooh, check me out. I got abs. You know, there was, there was something wrong with it. Yeah. It was like it was. It was weird. Uh, and I love Sigourney Weaver. I think she's incredible. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of. Acting requirements that I don't think were lived up to in this, um, but it is a good movie. Uh, if I had to make a, a rating on this, it, it would have to have two. It would it would have to have an asterisk. If we're talking, if you want a movie that has a story that gets you engaged and it was like, oh my God, there's suspense and deal in like, like you're gonna be, oh my God, I got I got to see how this plays out. It would be about a six out of ten, right? Uh-huh. Now, if it was a movie that you go, I want I want to be visually stimulated. And like I want I want everything I'm looking at to just jump off the screen and be like, that's fucking cool as shit. It would probably be like a nine. So really it, it depends on what type of uh um movie you want to watch that it really comes down to what kind of rating this movie is and, and, and it can switch it up. Like I said, you know, you know, it, it it's two different movies in one. It's a bad story movie. Like if you had to rate this basically on the, on the written story and no visuals, it's a horrible movie. If you want to do it on the visuals, it's a great movie. So <laughs> that's, it's, it's kind of where I, I mean, put it this way. If you had to read a book about Avatar, do you think you would have recommended it to somebody?
0: If you I, read I, this as a book. This, this is a movie that I think I would have enjoyed the behind-the-scenes making of more than than I enjoyed the movie. Just just to me, yeah, I'm dude. more fascinated by that. I wasn't... When I saw it in the theater, I kind of was a little blase about it when I saw it. <laughs> um, and, and that's unusual because because of, I, I think James Cameron has a, such a good track record for, for movies that really draw you in. And this one just... It seemed like he regurgitated a lot of the same material, but he put most of his effort God into this new technology. And it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. And the world building was pretty amazing. Um, I, I don't agree with the storytelling. And, and that's where I think it's a little dangerous the way they told the story because it gets so many people riled up about
1: about how to solve the world's problems. Well, it didn't, that, it didn't do anything to do that. Yeah, it literally was like, "Oh, it's a bug, squash it." It didn't. It didn't do anything to further any kind of uh, conflict resolution on any level.
0: Well, he basically it, said he was outraged at da 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 da, and that's one of the reasons he made this movie. And so this is his. He wants to make people outraged, and I don't think that's. I. I mean, there's a. That gets people I don't even think it did energized, that. but it's, but it doesn't get I don't people even think it did that. looking for solutions. I don't think it even did that. Cause it's like, it's a fake world. I think there are a lot of people that were so drawn to the beauty and emotional draw of Pandora that, and, and there was a, there was a point in the movie where he wakes up, you know, when he's, when he goes to sleep and, you know, suddenly everything changes when those bulldozers come in, like in fern gully and, you know, come in, come in to, to take out the tree and, uh, and suddenly this world that, that a lot of probably young, young members of the audience were so drawn towards because it is a very, it's a very, uh, uh, emotional draw to this, to this world. And I could see someone just being, I, I understand when they say I got depressed after this movie because he, he does such a d- good job making you a part of this world and then just tearing it away. But what does that do to you? That makes you that, that makes you angry, me... that makes you outraged. And what do you do with out- okay. outrage? You don't solve problems. You go after something, you know, and I don't think. True, that's...
1: true. And okay. So to me, like you said, the vi- environmentalist part of it, after this, I, I was a little, I won't, I won't say outraged because I, I didn't have time for that, but, uh, I was a little like I was, I was hurt and and saddened for the navi because they lost their home tree yeah and that that was upsetting to me and it was like okay that 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 hurt but it was also one of those like i understand it's a movie we don't have navi where we're we're actually going and destroying an irreplaceable tree that's you know the size of a skyscraper to uh, mine some unatanium, which, you know, a lot of people also I'm had an inter- <laughs> <know>. So, okay, <laughs> a lot of people in these podcasts had a problem with them calling it unatanium, And I was like, okay, it's just a fucking name, whatever. <laughs> then I actually had one podcast come and say, you know what? It's scientifically uh, correct because that is what scientists call a, a new element, right? That can't be accessed, that is, yeah, yeah. That is also very uh very um uh, like expensive for per per size you know it, it it really fit exactly what they were talking about they hadn't they hadn't renamed it to anything. that's literally what scientists of today call new new yeah. elements that are very rich in in whatever are or, or wanted and stuff on so it's like that is literally what it's called but I had one there was one guy he was like. As soon as they said unattaining I was out. I couldn't handle that. They couldn't come up with a better. I was like, Really? That's that's what kicked you out of the movie? Then you're an <laughs> idiot. I was like, Okay, you you know. I, I remember anyway, when I saw
0: the movie, I was a little surprised at that. It, it seemed so obvious, but I, I at the time, I looked it up and saw, Oh, that's a I real term. Was- that's a real term. <laughs> it's, that's. That's James Cameron just sticking it to it's like I don't care what
1: people think if they're going to think this is stupid I thought real. it was I thought it was great because it was like yeah we don't know exactly you know I wish they would have told us a little more I, you know there's there was a lot they could have done with that but it also was one of those uh but yeah I was I was more perturbed by the fact that the people lost their home and and, and there was a lot of uh, you know the, the the destruction of the the people's home and the people you know against this this uh mercenary crew that was corporate backed you know for for taking minerals or whatever out of the earth near them I was more upset with that than anything environmental so if that was his goal he missed it with me right you know yeah. it was more about the people than the than the planet at that point okay you know i like, if he wanted to, if he really wanted the planet to be or the, the environmental side, maybe he should have shown that, like, it was killing the planet from, like, if I drill here, it has this stronger effect late, further down and further away through that, that mitochondrial uh, connection that, you know, I, I talked about earlier that my wife was really into the, the mushroom connection you know, into the plants and the, 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 the world is, is hurting and they're going to kill the world and then they have to, you know, fight back. Maybe that would have been different, you know. And rather than call also, it an
0: Avatar, call it the, the Mushroom Connection. I like that. Right? Oh, my God, right? That's,
1: <laughs> that's money right there. I would I get, get Kermit, Kermit, to,
0: to a you know, blue Kermit <laughs> that, that sings the Mushroom Connection, you know, with his banjo.
1: <laughs> no, you got to get Papa Smurf, but he looks like Kermit. Right, he sounds like Herman. Maybe, maybe it's a new Smurf. It's, it's, it's folk, folky Smurf.
0: <laughs> folky Smurf.
1: Uh, so no, it's it's a good movie. Um, the one guy we didn't really talk about or, or didn't get deep into. One of the the one of the problems I had with it too was the the Colonel. Right. He was a little over the top at times, and I I want to end on him just a little bit, just because his whole I can hold my breath. And, and do these over the top fucking thing I was like come on man it's like he was well, what was in, in uh,
0: the first lord of the rings the the fellowship of the rings when one of the ogres or what are they called the uh, when he, when he like catches the knife and he, he licks the blood out, or you the you know? orcs or, orcs yeah he was one of the orcs and um he he does some sort of crazy lick of the blood off yeah. the knife. <laughs> I could see this this colonel doing that uh, at the in the, you know in the fight in the last fight scene where he's you know he's got the mech warrior suit. I, I
1: I I hated the final did, scene. Yeah, I'm
0: surprised he didn't lick the blood off the knife at one point. Well,
1: the fact that the mech even had a knife like a, a draw knife like that was kind of stupid. I was, I was like um I don't think these were designed for hand to hand combat. I'm just gonna go there and why would you have a knife if you're not designed for hand to hand combat? I don't believe that was the idea behind those. Maybe I'm wrong. I just thought when he pulled the knife I was like, Okay, uh you you jumped the shark. All right there, Fonzie, you just you just jumped the shark. <laughs> the, the the gun with the knife on it, I'm like, okay, I could see that. Maybe maybe you have some reason like you need a big knife on that to cut a tree out of the way or whatever, but you're not going to have a sheath knife that you pull out and fight hand-to-hand with any... Uh, it, it just... And let's talk about another steal right from fucking aliens, right? Done Done worse, done poorly, th- comparative, right? Not only that, but, you know, they give us this this thing that this this environment is so deadly that you, you know, you can't breathe. You're going to die in 60 seconds. But apparently he can fucking just hold his breath whenever and for however long, get stuck in the heart by this fucking arrow that's, like, the size of a baseball bat that's poison-tipped, but, yeah, it doesn't fucking kill him. He's got to get hit twice. You know, it, they made him a little too fucking, ah, I'm fucking Colonel Sanders. I'm over the top, bigger <laughs> than fucking God. Uh, it just... It, it was a little rough. It's interesting to compare the alien scene with
0: this one, and especially when you look at the... The uh, special effects.
1: What? It made me laugh when you said compare this to Alien scene. I was like, oh, you know what would have been great if he had like w- opened his mouth to say rah, and then like a little like head of you know his own little head popped out of his mouth <laughs> and went rah. I, I was like, that would have been the best fucking thing. Like it was a little marine inside of his mouth that jumped out and said rah. <laughs> or out of his like, chest I, or I, something. Yeah. <laughs> All right but but it but, if you
0: look at the old the you know aliens, which was not done with any sort of computer generated effects right it was that was real mechanical they had to they had build yeah. it and make it work and what a difference uh in i think you know, it was more we, believable yeah well it's it's film it feel- yeah there's something more visceral about it, it's something that you can you can touch it's it's i think we still are at the stage where CG is, is still recognizable and, and there, there are movies that use it in a way that is not recognizable. And I've talked about, uh, Arrival or, you know, there's, there's, there's movies that use it in a way they're, they're more dra- dramatic. They're not necessarily sci-fi, but they use it for backgrounds and things just to add, add size, something, you know, when you're looking for a feeling with, with a movie, um whereas this is just in your face all over the place you you can't get yeah. away from it, so it doesn't feel like a cartoon necessarily, but it, it you still recognize it as something you're, you're right, different and and so it did look scenes, like a... yeah, when you look at two mech scenes, uh, yeah, it's a great way of saying, okay, this one works for a reason that just feels more real
1: you know it didn't look like a cartoon, but it felt a little bit cartoony, yeah. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it was. And and he to me as much as as the badass marine he was in the end it was a little over the top in the fight scene. Uh, a little too much for me. I loved I loved his scene when he's like in the chopper kind of going towards the thing and he's drinking his coffee and he's like, "All right, guys, I want to get back for lunch or whatever." <laughs> you know, that to me was a marine commander, right? He's going he's going he's been in the shit. He's been there, but now he's a little too old, a little soft in the pants that he's going to like just just command the people. Like I would have rather him go down with the ship. Like not have him jump out of the ship in the in the in the mech suit and and have that little final battle that was just a rip off of aliens and and didn't really add a whole lot to the to the to the overall story, right? Yeah, she comes and saves him, and she picks his little baby body up and carries, you know, the the human, uh, Jake Scully off, which really looks stupid. Like, you know, it 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 didn't add a whole lot to the story. I don't think. Like, if they, if that wasn't in there, I don't think I'd have been like, oh fuck, this story's dumb. Like, I would have been like, oh okay, they 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 won the battle, you know, he he blew up the big ship and the, and the, they saved they saved their people and they could have went on and now they meet the people in the water, but. You know they did what they did. So James who knows? Cameron
0: is is a director that you know he's written and directed. He's written everything that he's directed, uh, or at least co-written. Uh, but he's yeah. always he's written. right. He's
1: written a lot.
0: His movies are always blockbusters, but they, they keep true. getting they keep getting more and Except more. Except
1: Piranha, Piranha. <laughs> right?
0: Right. That's true. They, they keep getting more <laughs> and more epic. It's like it's like bigger and bigger and bigger, and you know. Oh he, yeah and i think titanic is where it started getting a little too big for the britches of of from a filmmaker's point of view you kind of say okay that's getting a little little crazy i i i i enjoyed it but it was it was a little big avatar is just too much it's not a it's not a filmmaker's movie it's not something where you look at it and say this is what filmmaking's all about to me you look at it and say this is this is a lot of money and someone who really has a good grasp of the craft and has taken technology and run with it. But uh it's kind of gotten beyond storytelling.
1: Well, um, he hasn't released anything since, I mean, he's done some stuff, but he hasn't Documentaries, released. yeah, yeah. Yeah, anything big. Uh, yeah, it's like Titanic deleted scenes. I'm like, really? That's, <laughs> that's a release? Like, that's just regurgitated film and then. Battle uh, Angel was apparently one that he
0: was going to, direct you know when he decided on avatar instead but uh battle angel he he still produced it but it was uh, robert rodriguez that ended up directing that one and that i saw that that was that was fine i don't think it was and it's not worth podcasting
1: <laughs> well yeah but it ain't worth podcasting because we've done some pretty horrible shit so um no, no. Uh but no, this we did this episode basically because we we we've got uh way of the water coming. Um I think it's it's a big thing. A lot of people are going to talk about it. Uh hopefully someone will search on Avatar 2009 and see this and uh check it out. Uh then they'll downlate download, rate and review us uh just like everybody else does, I hope. Uh and we'll we'll get maybe a new listener. Um but this is this is uh it is a a good movie uh for what it is it was a huge movie i mean it it everybody knows about avatar you know you say avatar and everybody knows about the smurfs um, <laughs> so uh it 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 first whatever it is for whatever reason you watch it for whatever reason you know it 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 it's huge in 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 pop culture so people know about it um it, And it'll be interesting to to see how way of water comes out i'm i'm excited truthfully um to see what happens either way like i'm not i'm not like oh my god i want it to be the best movie ever and i'm also like i hope it bombs i'm kind of like i i just want to see what he does i kind of uh, you know i I've, I've heard some rumors that like it's it's just a regurgitation of the same story but now underwater and his his kids the same white savior and and goes after Consists <laughs> of the Water Tribe, so. Well, you're going to hear that that's
0: because there's so much, so many people that are predicting it based on everything that you know. Here, here's someone that's kind of a recluse that's gone, gone off for 13 years, and what's he up to? You know,
1: is he living as a, uh, as the, f- f- the fact that it took 13 years to put out another movie? I'm like, this shit better be fucking bomb ass, fucking perfect, because like, like, come on, dude, like. I, I mean, you had some chops. You've you've put out some hits. <laughs> it's but same. come on now. According according to Wikipedia,
0: you know it's the budget three hundred fifty to four hundred million just for Way of Water. Oh God. So hopefully they'll be able to translate some of that those dollars well, into the into the sequels. But can you imagine if it does not does not pan oh out my God. this first one? The,
1: yeah, pe- people people have been talking about that already. Like, oh, that's going to be a hope. The one thing I have heard is that. Uh, the actors and people—it uh, there is a lot of underwater shooting, like actors have 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 had to hold their breath, and too, there's all these amazing things with them holding their breath. So, we should get some incredible visuals, if nothing else. Um, it says so. Sigourney Weaver's in it. Interesting. Yeah, it must be. Is yeah, I mean, so's uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Lang is supposedly in it. So there's got to be some. Uh, it's got to be some like flashback. Huh. And Kate Winslet. I, I didn't know she was in it. I think she plays the princess of
0: the. Maybe water Leonardo team. comes back too. He, you know, he figures out how to, how to ride on the on the, on that floaty. It's you know, the Titanic. They, they figured out. They figured out how to. It's ride. the
1: Titanic tribe. <laughs> oh my God! If it is, I, I swear to God, I will, I will, I will walk. I have never walked out of a movie. I've never paid for a movie in a theater and walked out. I've watched the most incredibly horrible shit all the way through. But if, if, they come through with Leonardo DiCaprio as part of this Water Tribe. I will walk out.
0: Oh come on! You got to be like, oh my God! He <laughs> you, you jumped the shark. I got to watch the rest of this and see where it's going. I probably will.
1: Uh, you know me. I if I pay for something, I'm staying till the I don't, don't care what it is. I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm cheap like that. <laughs> I've walked out of two movies, but I think I've already talked about it on the podcast before. I don't understand that. Like I just don't <laughs> understand the whole walkout thing. I'm like, uh, you already planned two hours for this crap. No, Why not no. just chewed. you. Know, but
0: I was I was I've always been into movie hopping or at least back in the day oh so well, okay like, that's
1: different that's I, different
0: I, I'm done with this let's go check this other one out instead I think I think one of them was that's that, different what was what was Sean Connery's last movie uh it was not the Avengers but the
1: oh you are you talking about it's not the um uh the one with the the, the submarine um yeah wasn't that his last oh, uh one? yes <laughs> I can't think of the name uh it had the ordinary it had, Gen- it had,
0: had the Wolfman and the, and
1: the yeah, yeah. And Dr. It's, it's, Jekyll and Hyde.
0: And yeah, uh, it's yeah a
1: legend. No, no. God damn it. Now you got it's, me.
0: I'm sorry. But anyway, we walked out of that and we went and saw Tomb Raider two instead. Um, but then the other one was don't mess with a Zohan. <laughs> oh,
1: League of extraordinary gentlemen. There you go. Yep. And that was not his actual last one. Oh, I thought it was. No, uh, he did uh from Russia with love after that oh really a james a james bond yeah that was 2003 and then 2005 wait uh
0: okay i'm gonna i'm gonna look that way later that that seems like a re-release or something
1: (laughs) oh it's a video game never mind that's why (laughs) he did some voice acting for the video game okay that's fair maybe that is his last movie but League of Story generally, I love that movie, but I understand if you were going to see something else, that's a different story. That's not walking out of a movie, that's ex- exiting to go somewhere else. I mean, just to walk out and get in your car and drive home after you paid right. for a movie, I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, I value my 50 cents too much more than that. All right, uh, that was Avatar. Uh, fun, fun movie. Uh, it's like Smurfs with boobs. Uh, you know, a uh, lot of uh, great visuals. Uh, if you like fluorescence, if you wanted watching this on acid, would probably be insane. Like, the visual, like, you would like, literally trip because of all the the neon. I think they,
0: they better release this in VR. So rather than no, 3D is oh one my thing, god, but, but if you're they've right. already created this world, why don't they just? release the movie so that you can watch it with your goggles and then just kind of walk through it as it's playing around you.
1: I would right. love to do that. Like, like all the fluorescent, uh, you know, touch some of those plants and have them zip up on themselves or, yeah. the, you know, the, the lizard that turns into a fucking, you know, fan that falls down and just smack it out of the air. Cause that's the stupid mechanism. That's what, uh, that's
0: what he's got to do with way of water that he's got to release that on VR. Where it's just, you know, you release it in the theater, you don't say anything, but then later it's like drop, boom, it's on VR, it's a, it's nope. a, twenty terabyte download, but uh,
1: <laughs> not only that, but you have to get a VR goggles that are waterproof, so you can do it in a swimming pool, so you can really feel like you're in the water. Right,
0: and it's and and you, you get Microsoft on board their VR goggles, <laughs> so so you're finally paying them back for the papyrus font, you know. <laughs>
1: I just want one smurf to show up, like one real smurf in this oh you know what they need to have the snorkels in this way of water. I don't know if you know those though they are the water smurfs uh they were a cartoon that was based off the smurfs later on, uh called the snorkels, so okay, I didn't know that. I did not know that that's good. Oh, oh yeah, they were bad, they were bad, but it was basically water smurfs um, so <laughs> with that. Uh, I think that's uh, we've had enough to drink. We've talked about this movie and uh, that's how we seize it. So hail Caesars, Hail Caesars everyone, good night. What does
0: that mean <laughs>